Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland Funcast. This is episode 11. No. Nope. Fuck, no, it's not. It's 13. Keep <laughs> <laughs> <Let's start. Let's laughs> <start>. it going. <laughs> All right, we'll just start it over. No, that was no. great. You really want to start with that? I, I, I don't care what you say next. That last announcement, <laughs> that's what's going on the fucking podcast. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue to let us know how we're doing here. Slide into our DMs on the socials. Let us know what you don't want to hear. Joey, what are the socials? <laughs> uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Heartland Pulse. Uh, Facebook and YouTube, look us up on Pulse of the Heartland. And if you are with a friend and listening to this for the first time, you can find us on all of the podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio. And if you still can't find us on one of those, or you're just too cheap to buy one, reach out to us on our DMs and we will send you that anchor link, baby. All right, Uncle Joe, what are you drinking? I am sipping on Future Hop IPA from Voodoo Ranger. I liked it from the last pod, and I'm going to finish the Stam Six Pack tonight. All right. You are more ambitious than I. Yep. Gotta wake up at five. <laughs> All right, Homer Bryant, what are you drinking? Uh, drinking some Roxy Irish Red. It's out of the uh, Boone Valley Brewery out there in Boone, Iowa. More importantly, nice. what's on the can? Uh, it's got a <laughs> sexy redhead on it. Kind of reminded me of myself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, West River Ryan, what are you drinking? I uh, switched over to some scotch. I'm going with some Tomatin 12 here. All right. Fancy. And the Lumberjack Clark, what are you drinking? Well, I seem to have spilled a little bit of Coca-Cola into my Oak and Eden. Yeah. A little water, water down. Yep. Accident. It's smooth, but uh, I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, whiskey drinker. Like I I do take whiskey drinks, but never really want to drink them neat. It is good neat, but uh, I just have my weakness for whiskey coke. So. It's a okay, man. I am going with Remedy Brewing Company again here out of Sioux Falls. I have got a sour. I have their cranberry kickball sour. Ryan mentioned on an earlier pod that uh, you actually enjoy sours, so I had to try one. And I've tried both of Remedy's. They're pretty good. Mm. Sours are awesome. So there's, I know last uh, pod I mentioned Spearfish Brewing. And they've got one called the uh, Bobcat Logic. And that mm. one is probably one of my favorites. Actually, yeah, definitely my favorite sour out there. And then they usually do a Blood Orange Bobcat, uh, which is awesome. And then they also have a Cherry Pie, which I have a crowler of that I might save for next week. Nice. Yeah, Remedy has, I'm drinking the Cranberry Kickball. And then they also have a, like, a Cherry Limeade one that's pretty good. Oh, that nice. sounds fucking delicious. That seems like a good summer drink. Mm-hmm. Yes. So since we're on the sours, uh, if anyone in the Iowa City, I guess I have one in Des Moines now, Big Grove Brewery, they make a lot of good sours. Usually debut them at their Solon location, which is their home base. 
and man, their sours are really good. Uh, they do like four or five different ones every year, and they're all usually damn good. Just tossing that out there. Let's jump into this thing here. First on the agenda, let's talk a little bit about uh, smoking here. Clark, it looked like you smoked some cheese last week. I sure did. Uh, so there's a little trick to putting some smoke flavor and cheese there for anybody who may not know. You don't want to put that in a smoker and turn on your smoker. Shit, that'd be melted all over the place. So what you got to do is get yourself a smoke tube. Load that little tube up with uh, any pellets you want. I just had some competition blend on my hands. A little bit of, I think it's a little bit of blend of hickory and whatnot. So lit that up. It'll My smoke tube burns for about five hours. I just threw that in my smoker. Um, with it, with the smoker turned off, put that lit tube in there that's putting off a little bit of smoke and loaded up the smoker with cheese. Gave that cheese, I think it was in there for a little over four hours, close to five actually. And uh, that tube was slowing down on the burn. So then I took the cheeses out, just wrapped them up with some uh, press and seal and put them in the freezer. I actually did sample one of those blocks of cheese this past weekend uh, was planning to go to a Christmas party. Those plans got interrupted by uh, work. So I just enjoyed a bit of that cheese here at home. Hmm. See, I question for you guys that do the smoked cheeses. I thought about doing one maybe over Christmas and stuff. Uh, but I was reading on the Pit Boss Facebook group that I'm on that you're supposed to either vacuum seal it or put it in a Ziploc bag for two weeks. Do you guys do that? So I put mine in a Ziploc bag. Yes. And I put it mm -hmm. in the freezer. That's, I mean, I put the press and seal around it and then I put it in the, the Ziploc bag. Okay. I did not wait two weeks. Um, mm -hmm. had this party I was planning to go to. So I figured I'd take it then. So I already had it out, already had it, mm -hmm. you know, unfrozen. So I figured I'd go ahead and sample it. Right. Okay, I didn't know if you guys went by that two-week rule or if it was okay to do it beforehand. Uh, like I said, I, never done it before. I hadn't seen this rule. I literally did zero online research about this. I was just going off of what uh, Trent <laughs> right. told me. So, <laughs> yeah, Trent so, Torres. I have mine in uh, Ziploc bags in my fridge right now. But it, it's I just as soon as I take them off, I just cut a hunk off there and eat it. It's yeah, very. I thought that's what you said last time. Yeah, it is very smoky if you do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I have mine in my fridge right now. Ah, okay. No, I just figured I'd ask. Like I said, I'm looking in that Facebook group and saw those comments, and I didn't think you did last time. So yeah, that cheese this weekend. I actually took it across the, the street, shared some with a, a couple neighbors, and the next day, one of those neighbors like, hey got a smoke tube coming my way i was like oh yeah he's like <laughs> i was like he's like yeah that stuff's great i can't wait to do it myself it's like there you go 20 bucks yeah, yeah 20 but, bucks is all it takes to get one of the tubes but oh, yeah. uh that neighbor has a green mountain so what does he know no it was not rough no it was houching okay all right. yeah that's acceptable i guess yep <laughs> <laughs> all right joey joey do you smoke anything i did i did some ribs on friday night turned out perfection i usually make ribs and i did some cheesy potatoes with it uh kind of find out my girlfriend doesn't like cheese as much as i do whoa like, hey. hey yeah i think like that's eight. a major red flag in this are, relationship are you guys still together uh <laughs> barely <laughs> she made up by eating a lot of my ribs so yeah 
It was a good night. Uh, I have all of the rib videos compilated and put on our YouTube channel. And you can also find them on our Instagram if need be. All right. So I did not smoke anything. My, uh, my smoker just had a bunch of snow sitting on it this weekend. So it was pretty sad. Um, Ryan, did you get yours fixed? No, I still haven't received the igniter yet. Uh, Damn it, Seth. Come on, Seth. Seth, get your crap together, bud. Get it together, man. We'll give you a shout shout out, and a week later, I haven't gotten it. What's going on? I guarantee he heard the pod. Yeah, well, now we're just going to shame him. Whatever. He's not allowed on the pod anymore. That's right. right. Hey, uh, real quick, though, Trent, I think the secret to getting that snow off your smoker is actually just to turn it on. I think you're right. I smoke the snow. Thought about that. <laughs> I guess you have some smoked water. It's good. It, it's silly I, as silly as I think the craziest thing that I've seen in the and on Twitter the last few days is people are smart enough to instead of like getting the uh, the shovel out for scooping the snow, like when, when it hasn't been packed down yet, they just get their leaf blower and just start blowing it out there. I've never seen mm. that. That's got to be one of the smartest things I've seen in a while. Yep, a, or a leaf burner. Uh, one of the burners you put on a propane tank just melt that shit right yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, we did here in in uh, eastern South Dakota in Brandon. We got probably around eleven inches of snow on Friday into Saturday, so some good snow. But tomorrow it's supposed to be like fifty five degrees and rain, so that snow ain't holding up. Seventy four here. So yeah, I did get to use my snow blower that I did drive down to Kansas. Uh, in October and hit a deer in Nebraska while getting it. So I got to use my snowblower. So I was and pretty pumped that about deer, that. You hate the Huskers too. Yep. Yeah. Mm. But <laughs> got my truck back from the body shop today. looks great. Nice. We are hitting all of the uh, heartland topics that you could ask for tonight. Snowblowers, so, smoking meat, trucks deer. deer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best uh, pickup brand out there. Uh, Ram. It's the only Ram answer. Truck. Ram well, if, he's, if he had been driving a Ford, it would have been totaled. Oh, yeah, I would have made it. The aluminum. My it's my hard. favorite thing was always, oh, it's military grade aluminum. Yep, mm-hmm. those Bradley <laughs> tanks, you know. <laughs> yep, totally exactly. made of aluminum. Yep. yep. So uh, I was sitting around thinking the other night, not to move on from smoking too much. Uh, I know Bryant doesn't have a smoker, and I wanted to be able to get him involved. So. I have a couple questions for Bryant okay. involving barbecue. Did you have any barbecue this weekend, and how was it? I no. I'm sorry. I thought right. it was like a trick question. I no, I don't think so. I I had a lot of pizza. <laughs> that works. My second what? question, and this is not just for Bryant, but for the rest of the group. I am going to Kansas City this weekend. And I'm planning on going to Jack Stack Barbecue. Are there any other? Because I know Trent and uh, Trent and Clark both live around or live in Kansas or around the Kansas City area enough. Are there any other places I should hit up this weekend? Q32, 39, 39, Q39. Jeez, why did I, I was, let you go first if you're gonna I, fuck it up like that? I was seven off. <laughs> seven off. I can't believe you'd screw it up like that. Just like his lock of the week's kids. Don't listen to. (laughs) (laughs) So Q39, they last I knew they did have two locations in Kansas city. Mm -hmm. Um, 
uh, that is my number one vote for barbecue. Jack Stack is definitely up there. I'm probably number two. But uh, if you're looking for maybe a little nicer sit-down type location, I'd go Q39. I am not looking for a nicer sit-down. Okay. (laughs) I So it's my birthday weekend, and we're staying at Harris Casino, and I am not looking to do anything besides gamble, drink, and eat. Well, I mean, if you're going to be having multiple meals while you're up there, you know, why not just try it out? Okay. I definitely will. Thanks for the advice. Just checking to see if anyone else had any. Can you gamble from, uh, like, Kansas then? No, it's still on the Missouri side. Is is Harris on the river though? I think uh, I think it has to be on the river. It right? is on the river. That's that's the only way you can gamble in the state of Missouri is on the <clears> river. So that is boat that's like by the big bridge downtown. Yeah, or no, that's like the what? Isle or something like that. Yeah. So Harris is on the river though. I thought you meant like, is it on the river and I can do sports gambling because I can't do that. That sucks. But. Um... No, we will be staying at Harris. So I've got a question regarding, uh, actually two questions. I'm going to back it up just a little bit. Bryant, were those pizzas from Casey's? Yes. Perfect. Nice. Good job. <laughs> and then uh, Joey, what's your mm-hmm. uh, favorite favorite game there at the casino? So I love playing blackjack, but so. Backstory on me: I did <laughs> roofing and roof consulting for about. 12 years of my life or so spent a lot of time in different cities and stuff basically lived in vegas for a cumulative of about nine months and reno about three months did a lot of gambling towns down in mississippi and stuff also for roofing so i am not a stranger to casinos that's saying that lightly uh i like blackjack when it's not busy um i don't i don't play blackjack I'll I'll put it this way. I'm more risky than most people. And when the blue haired old people sit down at a table with me, I get yelled at a lot and I don't give a shit. Like I'm playing the way I want to play. Are you you that guy that splits tens? Well, if they're showing like a two, probably. But uh, yeah, I mean, if they're showing anything less than a six, I probably will because they're going to have to hit a bunch. But so blackjack is probably my favorite thing to play. I win the most on roulette and slots. Um, I really want to learn how to play craps. I don't know. I've watched like my uh, old supervisor and stuff win thousands of dollars on craps in one night and then also seen him lose like $300 instantly. So I I really want to learn how to do that because that just seems like my type of game where I either win really big or I lose instantly and stop playing. Everyone tells me craps is the easiest way to make money for gambling. has the best chances of winning. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm taking my girlfriend this weekend and she's never gambled before. So she really wants to learn how to play table games, but we'll probably start on like video blackjack where there's not the pressure of the people around you. Um, You're basically just playing against the computer and stuff that way she can learn. And then maybe later on the night or, you know, even because we're going Friday, Saturday, maybe even Saturday, we'll sit down at an actual table when it's not super busy and she can learn how to play that way. But I, uh, my brother and I used to wait to go get in the truck when we were in Reno and Vegas, and we would sit down at tables and play for, you know, 30 minutes or so and just get our gambling fix in for the morning. And sometimes we'd even sit down in slots, and sometimes we'd both walk away with, like, $900 extra for the week, and it was a lot of fucking fun just doing it that way. So I like casinos when they're not busy. 
would you rather be at a blackjack table yourself or with a full table? I'd rather be my number one would be at a blackjack table with a bunch of friends um, and playing that way. But I would rather be just me and the dealer if I had a choice. I hate just me and the dealer. I don't know what it is, but I'd rather have three other people playing with me than being just me and the dealer. Yeah. Like I said, I'm way riskier than a lot of other people. And so, which, I mean, I do lose a lot more in blackjack than I do win normally, but when I win, I win big. Uh, I would rather take those risks and not get yelled at all the fucking time for stealing cards from other people or giving cards to the dealer. Fuck you guys. I know what I'm doing. Play your own goddamn hand. Leave me the fuck alone. See, I agree with you, Joey. It's, it's your hand. You do with it what you want. Yeah. You know, there's five fucking decks. Like if you're going to count cards and I'm going to screw that up, don't show up at the casino, go play online. Like leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Like if, if that, that's a rule you can do it mm-hmm. so do it that's the way i right. look at it like yeah. I, I like being the last spot on the table um but no, you know no, i hate yeah. when there's a bunch of people there and if you do something they don't want you to do it's like you know too bad it's it's my hand still mm-hmm. and i know that can affect the table but i i don't go up a ton anymore i used to go up to before i was married and everything i used to go up to deadwood every once mm-hmm. in a while and play play some blackjack i love blackjack yeah. And I felt like I became a pretty good player and know what to do pretty dang well. And it's just like, don't even try to tell me what what I'm do, what I should and shouldn't do. Right. And the thing that makes me the most mad, I actually had an old lady that was in a hover round try to get me kicked out by a pit boss <laughs> for being too aggressive and taking cards from her because I was sitting at first because it was the only spot available. And I was like, hey, bitch, I will switch you. You could sit first and I'll sit home. No, this is my spot. And I was like, all right, well, they're not going to kick me out for being aggressive. And if you say I'm stealing cards from you, you're just an idiot. I'm just playing the way I play. And she hated me, glared at me the whole time, but she wouldn't move tables, even though there was other spots available, the pit boss. And like, she just had a like vengeance out for me at that point. And she ended up losing like $600, which I was a-okay with because I only lost 40. Was she like a Karen (laughs) and asking to speak to the manager or more just an ornery? Uh, A little bit of both. She was an old Karen. Like she just kept telling the dealer, I need to talk to the pit boss. And he would come over and talk to her. And of course she was a member and shit. And the pit boss would be like, could you kind of not do that? And I'm like, yeah, you bring the drink girl over here a little bit more than I definitely won't. And that never did happen, so I was just aggressive the whole time. But that's terrible of them to ask you not. It's like you're betting with your own money. You know, right. yeah. you're not betting with their money. It's your yeah. money. Well, there's a reason I don't go to the casino that is three miles away from me anymore. Because, I, one, I never win there. And, two, they do shit like that and cater to the old people that are just wasting their retirements away. So, <laughs> yeah. Just wait another 30 years till you have a retirement joint. Then you can waste all your money there, and you can – Tell those ornery 30-year-olds that are trying to play aggressive. Just You, you can be that guy. I'm hoping in 30 years, because I won't have a retirement, uh, that I will be the pit boss and can tell some un- other young whippersnapper, hey, run it, up, <laughs> run it up on this bitch. Go for it. <laughs> Put more house I was, money on it. Fuck it. I was, I was once your age, Sonny. You should just take it to the woman. Split <laughs> everything. Right, yeah. exactly. You see those kings there? They're good as they're just as good split. Oh, that twelve hit it. Hit that twelve. So, uh, right, and I mean, this is how much of a degenerate I am. Uh, in college and right after, when I was living with Dylan and TJ, 
we would legit play blackjack for drinks and you had to beat the dealer three times before they could or the dealer had to win three times and they could pass the cards otherwise the dealer always had to drink for both people um mm. yeah it was degenerate alcoholism but whatever it was fun <laughs> yeah how, how long did those sessions last like an hour or two and then you're just sloshed at that point uh you know i don't remember yeah, it sounds about right with all the alcohol you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> the boys from the Heartland will be right back. All right, let's jump into some college basketball here. Uh, the Heartland teams in the top 25. There's a bunch of them. About half of the top 25. I think I counted 11. Uh, teams from the heartland baylor they're number one uh so we we have a team out of the big 12 leading the pack which iowa state is on a collision course with uh for them both undefeated um Purdue's third bama six kansas seven iowa state's 11th michigan state um so just a ton of teams up there in the top 25 um LSU and Iowa State still undefeated. There's seven teams undefeated right now. Yes, sir. But I'm, I'm going to keep saying it every pod. We have all saw this coming with Iowa State <laughs> and LSU and LSU. Never. I think our listeners minds. can actually go back to like our uh, what episode two or episode three and uh, know that that's not true, Trent. <laughs> we all saw it coming. Did we um, see LSU winning by 40 points in any games? I certainly did not. I mean, if you're going to ask about that, we'd say, yeah, in football. Uh, what if I told you Max Johnson was a quarterback? Oh, God. <laughs> more yeah. Max no more, though. Team. No more. Hey, quick question. I, I'm i seeing six undefeateds. Who's the seventh one that's not ranked? San Francisco. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. You're 10-0 as well. Okay. Yep. Sorry. You're good. All right, so uh, in the Big 12, um, Iowa State, they played Iowa since we have last jumped on the podcast here. We had a little bet going, and I believe me and Bryant won some money. Yeah, it felt pretty good, didn't it? Yeah. Joy to feel so, good, or? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we all kind of thought it would be, you know, three to five point game, I think is what all our predictions were. And it ended up being a 20 point game. Again, Iowa I, State's I would, defense. I'd like to point out that I was being the Homer Bryant, but I did say by 10. So I was the closest on this one. Unfortunately, <laughs> they doubled that. Yeah. I, as the Iowa fan of the group, I was not expecting this whatsoever. I, and I'm, I'm sure I know Bryant said 10. I could see 10 with field or free throws and stuff down the stretch. Yeah. But I don't think either one of you saw the twenty point drubbing. And weren't they up by twenty five to thirty at one point? Like I just no, I don't it, know what the fuck happened, man. I think they their biggest bad. lead was twenty two or something like was that. Was it okay? Yeah. But even still twenty two against Iowa that had just played Illinois, Virginia. Mm. I mean fuck Purdue tough. Uh, or, yeah, Purdue. Yeah, I mean right. no one expected the the tw- just the throttling that they had on and defense. What, there. Yeah. And Keegan Murray had like two points or something like that. Yeah, he did not play well. Bohannon shot terribly. It was just ah, not terrible. a good game for the Hawks. And 
all kudos to Iowa State. You, their defense was fucking phenomenal. It was, it was good. Uh, yeah. I'll never be that salty hawk. That I mean, I always wish we win, but when Iowa State wins and they win in that fashion, fuck, I, there's nothing else I can say. Good job. I was hoping for the thriller that we got in the women's game, which uh, was actually a great game between the yes. two schools. Yeah, and Iowa great. State won that also. Um, good job to both of those. Um, and then Iowa State, uh, they played again. Uh, was that Sunday? And they won a game where they only scored 47 points, and they won by 10. So, yeah, yeah. so you can do that when you hold the other team to 37 at that point. Yes. Uh, granted, it wasn't, uh, you know, a very, you know, it wasn't a power five team or anything, but still. You know, let, let's just forget about, you know, a win's a win. We're not going to focus on the ugly win, but I want to say one more thing about the big win on Iowa. Uh, Joey, did Bohannon remember his shoes this time? Last time he seemed to have forgotten them. I, I don't know what that means, but I hope so. And anyone that didn't know last time he, and why Bohannon is probably one of the least likable Hawkeyes for, for Cyclone fans. And sometime he always talks to talk and that's fine. You know, he has the most threes in big 10 history and, you know, as long as he can back it up, but his senior year, two, two years ago, mind you, two years ago, he left his shoes at the uh, center court of Hilton after scoring, I think 12 points or something and said, I'd never return. And, you know, and I will won that game. And then this time they lost by 20. I just wanted to make sure Bohannon remembered his shoes this time. Wait, where you leave your shoes and then I, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he wrote, she. <laughs> yeah, he wrote thanks for the memories on his shoes and left them at, in Hilton and at center court. Um, in, in this game, he blew a kiss to the student section <laughs> with like three minutes into the game after he made a shot. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you might want to wait and do that until you're going to win the game. I mean, I, I can jump on him being a douchebag now. Like, that that's stupid. <laughs> that's, that's, like, I've seen wrestlers do that when they retire from the sport, not when you play your final game against a rival. Like, that's just stupid. So, yeah. Don't like that. <laughs> the Michael Scott meme, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, around the Big 12, there are seven teams in uh, the top 27 in Ken Palm. Um, I do like the Ken Palm rankings. They're there's they seem to be more accurate than just an APO. Oh, I'm gonna vote. It's uh, more statistics based, so I, I like that. It's a little more accurate there. Um, and uh, there are some basketball being played down in Kansas. Got anything on that, Clark? Yep. Uh, Wichita State. Uh, it's not actually a Big Twelve school here, Trent. It is an American school. They were playing Alcorn State earlier today. This evening, I did watch that game here while we were doing the podcast. Uh, they walked away from that one by 19. So handled that one well. Um, on games that were not going on tonight for the Big 12, yes, uh, KU. Um, they had a big rivalry matchup this past weekend. It was the Border War against Mizzou. And so leading up to that game, uh, the announcers during the game were kind of talking. And they're like, yeah, you know, the Kansas Jayhawks, this game hasn't been played for a while. Uh, those athletes decided to study up and, you know, see what this rivalry was all about. And KU came out and handled business. They were <laughs> up big throughout that game. And I believe it was later uh, in the second half at some point, uh, those announcers were like, it looks like Mizzou didn't do anything to prepare for this game. They 
they handled that game. It was final score 102 to 65. Yeah. Makes Holy sense. Shit. Yeah. It, it was just a pure beatdown of the SEC. Um, in other Kansas basketball, uh, Kansas State, they roll on against Green Bay. Um, looking ahead, they do have a Big Ten matchup um, against Nebraska. We'll see how that game goes. I don't think Nebraska is real well known for their for their college basketball, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So, got that to look forward to. Right, you want to make a bet on that one? On which one? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Kansas State, Nebraska. Kansas State, Nebraska. Yeah, those are whoever loses has to get their nipple cut off. <laughs> is this a bet of the teams that we hate the most right now? Yep. Yep. That one will cause us even more hatred and then we'll hate them forever. Yeah. The one time I actually cheer for the team, right? Right, exactly. No, I don't I don't want my name anywhere associated with Nebraska or Kansas State. Beautiful. Hmm. All right. So let's go to the Big Ten here. Iowa. You already hit on that because they've played Iowa State. They had a really tough stretch there. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some days off. They do play Utah State this coming Saturday. Uh, do you have anything on that, Joey? Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot about Utah State, but they've got a three-game stretch where they can get right games uh, before the Big Ten fully ramps up. I know they've played two games already, but they played Maryland on the 3rd of January, but they've got Utah State, uh, Western Illinois, and whoever that. L-S-E-L-A is. Is that Southeast Louisiana? It is. Yep. So, yeah, they've got three game get right schedule and then go from there. Curiosity, what is Southeast Louisiana's mascot? The Bulldogs. No, that is, fuck, I don't know. The Lions. Huh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I figured they'd go with, like, the Crawdads or something, you know? Hmm. (laughs) No, that'd be a lot cooler. Their L is in the shape of Louisiana, which is cool. Huh. Okay. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska, they had a little tough stretch there. Old Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska, they're not doing too great. Why are we talking about them? Because they're Some Heartland. Listen, they're Heartland. Uh, they're in the I'm Big Ten. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, if it makes you feel better, they had a tougher four-game stretch than I would just got through. That doesn't make me feel good at all, Brian. What are you doing there? <laughs> well, I mean, you got you at least won one of the games. I think they went 0 for 4 in these. I mean, Nebraska might be worse than their football team, so. Oof. I don't know. I, I, I haven't really watched much with Hoiberg. I, I think he's trying to obviously rekindle what he had in Hilton, but – I mean, he he was going from the tournament every year to the Bulls, and now, I, I mean, like th- this four-game stretch they were talking about, they uh, it was s- similar to Iowa, and just it was probably one of the tougher stretches they're going to have in the year before Big Ten play, four overtime loss to North Carolina State away at Indiana. Then their one home game is Michigan, which is, mm-hmm. you know, tough go, and then at number 18, Auburn. So, I mean, they just, when it rains, it pours in, in a stretch like that. Yeah, but only one of those teams was ranked, so not as tough as Iowa. So Michigan's getting some love in the polls, but they're not. Yeah, they're not ranked for sure. They're, I think they're six and four right now. Uh-huh. I will validate your points if you can tell me who WIU is. Western Illinois. Yeah. Oh, damn it! That's who <laughs> Iowa plays in three games. 
so that was their first game. They dropped that one 75-74. You know, they mm-hmm. lost to Creighton in that third matchup. Yeah, I don't know. Middle of the road. Their wins aren't against uh, quality teams at all. So I don't know. Well, ho- hopefully they can put together, at least compete, you, you know, because it is kind of nice, I guess, if you're in the Big Ten having that free game, ever, you know, every once in a while. Thank God we can have a breather. It's Nebraska tonight, but – I don't know. It's kind of like Kansas and football. Like it, it's kind of nice when you see him beating a Texas and competing. I think it was like West Virginia, you know, give yeah. us some type of a game. You know, sometimes they're not even just fun when it's, you know, 56 to zero, you know, who the hell cares or watches at that point. Now you're just risking injury to your team. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I got not too much. enthused, Joey. I'm not trying. I mean, I'm trying to be enthused about Nebraska, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's Nebraska coached by an ex-cyclone. I-, I can feel the excitement from you. I feel like Bryant put this on the agenda just to uh, drive no. Joey crazy. I'm just thinking of all of the heartland, and I just don't, you know, I I never wanted to be like, hey, focus on our three teams. So I'm trying to expand yeah. a little bit. There might have been a little trolling with Nebraska ball, but you know what? We got to give them some love, too. We shit on them plenty of times. All right. And Purdue, this this stat's crazy to me. Purdue is one of five teams to ever be ranked number one and then lose the first game after. <laughs> that, that's crazy to me. Like, you'd think it'd be more than five. Who are the other teams? Give me one second. I have it saved on my phone here. I should have just probably I, written it in there. But I was kind of curious because haven't we had number one changes every – week so far well the mm-hmm. the very first game that they're ranked so the the five are mm-hmm. illinois lost to depaul in 1952 memphis lost to virginia tech in 1983 uh st john or i'm sorry st joseph's holy shit st joseph was number one they lost to xavier wisconsin was number one and lost to michigan state in 2007 and then purdue mm-hmm. so it's just so, the first game after being number the one. first what, rank- game in program history being ranked number one you know what? I just put the That's stat in there. I, I don't. We don't need to elaborate. Just trust <laughs> us, folks. Give me one second here. It was a stat. yeah loss. Yeah, for, lost to unranked opponent in first game as the number one. unranked uh, opponent. There we go. Okay. Yeah, we were missing that one very crucial, <laughs> crucial bit of information. I apologize. It's still Lamar Jackson like... only has four hundred yes passing up less passing yards than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh Jesus, we're going back to that. <laughs> I, I did I did have forget one stat here if we wanted to shit on the Bears one more time before we go back to basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll just do it now. It's just too funny. Matt Nagy's passing offense is averaging 173 yards a game. By comparison, Sid Luckman, who is the quarterback in 1943 to 1947, averaged 189 yards a game. So Matt Nagy's <laughs> passing offense is less efficient than an offense from the 1940s. Uh, the Bears setting the NFL offense back a decade and a half. Yeah. They'll have 350 against the Vikings. Look at Oh, exactly. <laughs> now that we put out a funny stat and make you Vikings fans feel good, now now they're going to play lights out like they did against the freaking Packers. Mm-hmm. To uh, help you Big 12 guys mm-hmm. uh, feel better about yourselves, not that you fucking I need feel to. Great. But, we don't need to. Rainy, uh, I think the I saw, reigning national champs are feeling pretty good. Yeah. I, I saw the uh, thing the other day that if the season ended, uh, right now the projections are that all 10 Big 12 teams might make the tournament. Which is pretty insane oh. for a whole conference to make it. It's the way it should I, be. I think the last few years good. it's been like seven and eight of the ten. We, right. You know, obviously we don't have as many as Big Ten and SEC, but yeah, st- still insane. Just 
as many quality teams as we got. Right, right. And speaking of stacked conferences, let's go to the SEC. LSU. Well, they're just stacked because they have volume, but you know, yeah. to differentiate. But <laughs> they do have teams that are all ranked. So LSU is rolling. Yeah, they uh, won 89-49 tonight against Northwestern. That takes them to 10-0. and um, Like you said earlier, as predicted by everybody. Yep. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's specify Northwestern State. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, not Northwestern <laughs> Power 5 team. I just want to make sure that we got that clear. All right. Joey doesn't want a Big Ten slander. <laughs> I mean, sorry. It, it's, it's not much different. Northwestern would probably be about the same as Northwestern State, so. So they've got they've got LSU has two more games here um, on the 18th and the 22nd against Louisiana Tech and the Lipscomb Bison, and then after that the gauntlet starts. They've got 13 Auburn, 21 Kentucky, uh, was it 18 Tennessee, and then Florida, 24 Arkansas, nine Alabama, and then you got 18 Tennessee again. So it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting month. We'll see well, how how legit they really are, but I've noticed with LSU is you know they've they've got to keep the the pace going. If they're slowed down, they're going to be in trouble, and they need to get better at their starts. They're kind of starting slow, with the exception of tonight. But I don't think tonight was too big of an opponent. Um, looking at the rest of the SEC, it's hard to it, it's really kind of hard to tell who is going to be really legit in the SEC. You've got LSU. Hopefully they can continue what they're doing. Um, Bama for sure, as they've beaten Gonzaga and Houston. They, Yeah, they're good. Well, um, uh, just an update on that. They just lost to Memphis just now. Seriously, yeah. what was the score on that? I think it was 92-78. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, so they lost to that. Memphis and Iona. But they yeah, beat, they, but that they game beat, just finished. But they beat Gonzaga and Houston. So, wow. I mean, they're beating good teams. Yeah, 92-78, you were right. Clark. I, I, uh, last I watched, they were only up by, or Alabama was up by four. Memphis went on quite a run. God Any Hardaway, baby. God yeah. works in mysterious ways. I was trying to place a bet for Alabama to win that game, and it wasn't let, like it was saying it didn't clear my zip code. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, I was going to win some free money. I was about to put 20 bucks on that, and then I saw they were by like 12, and I was like, all right, thank, thank you. Screw wow. you. <laughs> Mine would have put it in like four times. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the SEC is still going to run through Alabama, though, as Ta- far as for basketball. We're talking about undefeated teams here. Alabama's playing one of those teams uh, on the 21st of this month, Colorado State. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed, in basketball? Again. In basketball. Oh. Their coach, Northern Iowa legend, Ali Farouk Manesh. Jeez. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> about that off the pod. That needs to be... That needs to be our poll question for the pod. Do you know? Do you know who Ali Farouk Manesh is? Yeah. Do you remember him? Dude, everybody remembers him taking down KU. What a sweet moment. Yeah. Didn't he take down Sparta in three hundred? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, oh, yeah, who was the the guy who kicked down the? What was his name? Gerald Butler's. Oh, uh, Leonidas. Okay. I was just testing you. Thanks. So Ryan, yes. he sent a text in the group the other day about LSU's uniforms. Thinks they're pretty clean. The purple with the dark yellow or gold, yeah, those are the best. And maybe it's because it reminds me of uh, the Vikings' color rush too. But yeah, those are 
in my opinion, and you guys are going to have to do a lot of persuasion to change my mind, um, that those are the best jerseys in the NCAA by far. Do you want to do round robin and vote? <laughs> Who's creating the bracket? I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if we're sophisticated enough to do voting and getting lost in the snake and everything. Snake draft. Back and forth. Who gets lost first? Yeah, all of us. Yep. <laughs> we wouldn't even make it through the first round. I, I don't know. I, I, we, we talked about it a little bit. Once you posted that question, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan, I, I, w- I was sitting here. I was just like, first, LSU, I don't even think of the like the best uniforms because I, th- I guess me, I associate with like, if I'm going to think of a, a purple and gold like basketball team, I'm thinking Lakers. Like I, LSU is yeah. not even remotely close, obviously. I, I, I just think like in basketball, because I couldn't decide which one. I just think if you have like a clean, you know, like blue and white for for Duke or like a, or like a red and white, that forest green and white for Michigan State, you know, Indiana. I think basketball is just one of those. You can just have a clean uniform and it just <laughs> – I don't know when you have two primary colors, it just doesn't look as, as great in my opinion. So I had a last night uh, when I saw the agenda come out and I started uh, doing a little research sports illustrated did a top 10 uh, college basketball uh, uniform ranking. North Carolina was number one with the old Argyle down the side. Yeah. UCLA was two. Kansas mm-hmm. was three. Uh, let's see. Villanova was four. Marquette was five. Uh, their pictures of their uniforms are kind of got some pretty cool ones, but, uh, yeah, I came, came across that Duke was on there, Indiana, Loyola, Miami, hmm. Michigan. So Lo- Loyola, yeah. Chicago. Yep. Huh. The, hold on. Aren't they like poop brown? I'm looking at them right now. No, it's more of a burgundy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. I'd, I'd have to argue with that Loyola, especially when uh, I don't know was Sister Jean on the uh, the one that was sitting. <laughs> up yes. God damn it! It's that I think they kind of resemble the the Minnesota Gophers. They kind of have that um, maroon, like maroon and gold, don't they? Yeah. Yep. So I'm gonna give my vote, and I'm torn between two. Uh, I love UCLA's baby blue yellow combo i think that's amazing mm-hmm. and then i also really like the black on blue or the blue on black of dukes i think yeah. dukes black uniforms are the bomb yeah um, so i went back and had to look at old iowa state ones and i found a couple i like the 2013 yellows with like edgem melvin edgem and that team and the 2001 mm-hmm. jamal tinsley teams with the red jerseys with the blue lettering, which those were pretty sweet. Why did they have blue lettering? That's not even one of Iowa State's colors. Iowa State's logo back then, yeah, was like mm-hmm. the the whirly bird or whatever you want to call it. It had some blue in it. Huh. Yeah, that was my we got involved, but yeah, it was technically part of it. Yeah, that was the Seneca Wallace days, right? Yeah, they had uh, the whirly bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, logo. everyone. Clone Everyone NATO. in our recess yard was either Iowa State blue, red, and yellow, or Iowa Hawkeye black and yellow. And I remember liking those uh, color iterations of the ad. Can we do the ugliest uniforms, though? 
the the only other one, if you don't mind, the only other one I could think of, and I'm trying to find a picture of it, was Arkansas. And you might even think it's ugly too, but I loved they had it was just a picture of the Razorback on top of it instead of having Arkansas across just the Razorback and then their number on top of it. I don't know. Some might think it looks like a practice jersey. I kind of thought it looked cool just having the, the logo on there. Yeah, like, Iowa State's done that with the I State logo hmm. right above the number. That's hmm. kind of big. I didn't like those. Which, which is the ugliest, though, Clark? The Baylor Bears neon. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. 100%. no question. Those are the Dude. worst jerseys out there. So I'm watching the Blues right now, and that reminds me. Does the whole state of Texas just love neon? Because the Dallas Stars did black with neon green lettering last week. And I'm like, what in the hell am I watching? This is ugly as shit. Are they having like a construction safety meeting or what's going on? <laughs> OSHA's coming to town. They had to make yeah. sure they're prepped. Oh, I, I literally, I'm about to vomit. I'm looking at, I just put in work basketball <laughs> uniforms and there are some atrocious ones. Like, do you guys remember the, the Notre Dame, like all greens, but it's like, Oh, it's yes. like key greens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one there, there's a, there's like a Zumba pants, Cincinnati Bearcats one. <laughs> um honestly the more i'm thinking about it maybe I, i'm considering the arkansas one of the worst ones you know it, it's so bad it's good to a point <laughs> all but, right well, let's uh let's jump into some nfl locks of the week let's put our money where our mouth is here um well, well we'll do like we always do we'll start at the bottom and work our way up to the top so joey do you want to go or do you want me to go now that we're tied again uh i'll go Go so ahead. You don't. You don't, don't take mine. Yeah, you'll probably take mine. So after watching last week's games, I was really, really impressed with the Bengals almost coming back on the Niners. Uh, and I think them at Denver. I know Denver played tough, but them at Denver getting a point and a half. I will take that. I'll take Cincinnati plus one and a half. Thank you for not taking my pick. Cool. I appreciate it. So I'm going to take. The Los Angeles Rams at home versus the Seattle Seahawks. They are a four and a half point favorite. That was my second. Nice. Thank you for not taking your second pick. Well, I didn't want to pick my Super Bowl team and jinx them even more. So they did win last night. <laughs> so that's what I did. Who, who's what I the entrant? I'm sorry. I'm picking the Rams at uh, they have, what were they four and a half point favorite. Over the Seahawks. Minus four and a half. Yep. Okay. Next up would be Clark. Yep. I've I've got a few written down here. I was looking through the odds earlier here before we started uh, recording. Um, Trying to to make a decision about which one I like the best. Um, You know what? It pains me to do this. It hurts me. But if I don't do it, Bryant's gonna. I'm taking the Chiefs. Oh, I see how it goes. Three point go. favorites over the Chargers. So that's what we just have to do from now on. Somebody pick the Chiefs. So Bryant has to make a decision. I didn't have. I didn't. I made a decision last week. The Chiefs <clears throat> were on the board, and I made the decision around it. It is true. Probably because we guilt tripped you in the 
Yeah. We, we we did do that. I I, I choose I choose the Chiefs and, and I win. You guilt trip me and I win. That's all I know at this point is how to. <laughs> all I do is win, 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 win. Yeah, and and I'm definitely not frantically looking for a pick at this point for sure. I did a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan, who are you picking? Uh, who uh, who did you take, Trent? Don't you worry about it. I picked no, I was, the Rams, I was... Rams four and a half points. All right, who did Joey take? I took the Bengals plus one and a half. Dang, that was the one I wanted. <laughs> I knew. I damn it, Ryan. We man, so many weeks we have the same picks, and then I take them, and you do better. So God, <laughs> you you got you got the best bet of the week. That's um, Ryan's strategy now. He's just gonna ask, "Hey, Joey, who'd you pick?" And then Joey's gonna right. say who it is, and Ryan's gonna be like, "That's who I was gonna pick." Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm gonna just take the opposite of what Joey. No. Um, <laughs> and then Joey's gonna put a ten dollar bet on it. I mean, I would if you did. <laughs> I, if if you were a betting man, though, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I am I going to go with the New England Patriots plus two and a half. That was my number two. Was it? New England plus two and a half. Man, yeah, that's, they're that's, the underdog. Oh, yep. New England's gonna win that outright, right? Well, it's it's at home with the for the Colts. The Colts are looking decent, but boy, is New England looking good right now? Yeah, yeah I mean, if you factor in the the three point swing for home, the Pacers are actually half point favorites. Exactly. Yeah. Lucas yeah. Oil's gonna be half. It better be jumping. Mm-hmm. Like it better be bringing it there in Indy. So speaking of being a degenerate, one of my favorite things to do in Vegas is when they take out the home uh, three point, and then you actually get like the Patriots as a favorite and shit. That's some fun fucking betting if you're ever bored and want to throw down like five bucks on just like some weird ass shit and win some money. I didn't know mm-hmm. they did that. Yep, uh, I think it's like called Fungo, like. We used to play in uh, high school baseball with uh-huh. Fungo. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called Fungo, and it'll take out the three-point home spread. And then you also – I'm pretty sure it's one and a half times payout normal because of that, and the odds are just different. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah I've never heard that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, for mine um, – I'm sorry. I know we should get to Bryant because I know he's he's been studying hard on this. Chomping right. at um, the bit over here, bud. <laughs> you right. got, for me, you know, you take the Patriots plus two and a half, and they're at minus one ten. So you bet mm-hmm. five dollars, you win four fifty buy back or whatever. Right. Um, but they're at a plus one ten to be money line. Should I would just take the money line, right? Easily. Right, but if you like, they're if they were a half point favorite, and you still get the payout stuff. Plus one point five. Uh, I'm pre- like, if you put five dollars on, you win like nine fifty or something like that. Instead of just them being a favorite, and you get your five dollars back basically. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, and how many games are you gonna have won by two points where you might miss out on that? Or right, and, and that's one of my again. That's one of my favorite things to do is just you know you're fucking around on a Sunday, especially in Vegas because it's dollar beers, dollar hot dogs at most sports books. So you can just sit around all day on ten bucks and just wait for your like five team parlay to either win you you know fifteen hundred dollars or you're out ten bucks. So can't wait to be watching the games on Sunday and the Patriots started off with a safety. Ryan just starts sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the game goes two to nothing. Yep. <laughs> and so well, I'm, not, our... I'm not saying those are the only points in the game. I'm just saying all of a sudden we have a two point spread. That's when you have Belichick go, hey, we're up two nothing. I trust my defense. We're running this fifty times in a row. There we go. We're talking about Belichick here, okay? We're we're not in Minnesota. So one <laughs> yeah. of the times that we were out there, not to keep bringing up stories like this, but another fun thing to do if you're gambling is prop bets. And we there was four of us. We each put twenty bucks down, so it was eighty dollars, and we had a 10, 10 thing parlay. And we could end up winning like $8,500. And we were one safety short in a Dallas game from winning. It was, it was fucking cool. And Dallas had them pinned on the one. It was supposed to be a safety, but it got like fumbled out of the end zone and some shit. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. We were like really into that for a second, you know, winning that much money. It would have been cool. Probably the, the best. Most- Probably the best prop bet this year would be uh, Cooper Cup. He's 11 and 2 on the over on his receiving yards this year. Oh, nice. The most disappointing thing in South Dakota is there are no prop bets. Yeah, Yeah, that sucks. That that stinks. Yeah. So it sounds like we need to do a Heartland field trip to Vegas and just. Or FanDuel. Give us that Pat McAfee money. (laughs) DraftKings. Listen to us. FanDuel. Give us those prop bets. Yeah, Joey, start with writing to your senator, or congressman, governor. Who who cares? You gotta get you gotta get legalized gambling down there, Missouri. I'm tired of you sending your bets to me. <sighs> I'd rather have legalized <laughs> marijuana first, and then we yeah. can go with gambling after that. Golly, I need. I mean, they need all their help to to get people to move down there, dude. Get the just legalize the gambling, make the tax money. I mean, simple. Just be better boring. yet. Why don't like you become governor, or senator, or something? I'll jump on that. No one listened to this podcast ever. Deleting all the episodes. <laughs> all right, and everybody's most anticipated pick: the undefeated six and zero Bryant. Who you got? Oh yes, sir. You see, I think this is a little bit of like my ego, and I feel like Icarus flying a little too close to the sun. But I am. I got tired of waiting until Monday for my pick. And then I just wanted to be rip the bandaid off. I, am I going to win the bet? Yes. But, or no, you know, it's, it's one of those, but I'm going to pick Houston plus three and a half in the toilet bowl versus Jacksonville. All right. Yeah. No like one will be watching the game. So even if I lose, no one's going to witness it. But I mean, <laughs> we, we, we shit on urban Meyer last pod indeservedly. I mean, that team, he's just lost the locker room. No one's fighting on that team. Houston, I mean, they're mathematically eliminated too, but I think at this point, I mean, I'm surprised they're they're not even the favorite at this point. You, you know, they're you. I mean, Houston's the underdog of that plus the three. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they win by, you know, ten points versus Jacksonville because that that's just how much Urban has lost. He limp handshakes. He he can't do anything right down there. So, <laughs> you know, in case you're wondering. You're going to have to wait a little bit for a few games to go by before that one happens because we do have Saturday football this week. Yeah. That's right. We got some bowl games, don't we, too? Uh, I think there are. No. They start on the 17th. Yeah, that would be Saturday. All right. So one, I would say one more reminder again. Now, I guess probably a good point that you brought it up, Clark. The bowl games do start on the seventeenth. So if you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday when this comes out, join the join the bowl games. Yeah. I would say we've, we've tweeted in. and 
in Facebook the link a couple times. We'll probably try and do it on Friday as well. But uh, uh, password capital H Heartland one the number. I mean, just again, you, you can listen to our stupid opinions all you want, but you know if you're going to talk the talk and make fun of us, you better walk the walk and show us that you're better. So join the group, see see how you compete. Who knows? If you win, maybe we'll allow you on the podcast to brag about it. That's that's what you get. So. If we don't have any more technical difficulties, that is. Yeah, so good luck getting on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the boys from the Heartland will be right back. All right, let's switch gears here uh, to some college volleyball. The tournament is still going on here for their championship yeah so in regards to that volleyball we are moving on to the uh it's not officially called the final four because that is coin for college men's basketball championship it is the semifinals in volleyball uh moving on to those final four teams we have uh this past week there was a bit of an upset this uh, last weekend as nebraska women took down the texas longhorns longhorns were number two in the nation and uh, nebraska was number 10 so that was a that was a bit of an underdog win there i think uh, nebraska took that series three to one um so looking at the final four teams we have nebraska taking on pittsburgh and then louisville who is the number one team in the nation and still undefeated are taking on wisconsin yeah, Clark, I think I said right when we first started talking about this stuff, never count out Nebraska for this thing. Nebraska's always there. They're so for good. you two that know a little bit more about it than the rest of us who you got winning. If I'm betting on it, I'm obviously taking Louisville. They are just, I mean, they've been unbeatable this season. So I, I want Louisville to win just just to see it being undefeated season, but they've never made it this far either. So this is really cool for their for their school history. So. Yeah, uh, if you ask my wife, she's hoping that Wisconsin upsets Louisville and Nebraska moves on against Pittsburgh, so that then Nebraska has an easier matchup. That's her hope. She that would wants, give you that would give an all Big Ten championship as well. She just yeah, wants an all all heartland championship she's definitely for the podcast good for her yep uh so those matches are taking place uh thursday uh the 16th is when those semi-final games will take place and then the championship will be on the 18th which is saturday i'll take uh, nebraska if anyone wants to ask me <laughs> i think uh you know i my my I'm thinking the finals will be Nebraska um, and Louisville myself, but that's what I'm hoping anyway. Me too. So is, <laughs> is Pitt a higher seed than Nebraska or? Yeah, Pittsburgh is. Yep. Nebraska's a 10. All right. I right, just go for the underdog. I guess Nebraska might as well just win. It they, all. They're the underdog in this. Let's uh, give it to them. We're, we're the true underdog did, story here. Did Joey just say something nice about Nebraska? Yep. It took him five minutes around. for me to digest that, but that's crazy. Good for He's him. trying to get his Lincoln <laughs> listeners back. Good job, Joey. Joey. Well, let's uh, hop into the NFR here. Uh, the rodeo ended on Saturday with round 10. Uh, round 10 was great. I watched probably seven out of the 10 rounds this year. 
Um, night 10 was great because in about five of the seven categories, there wasn't a clear cut winner until after that event was over and the money was totaled. Whereas a lot of years there's, you know, maybe one, one of the uh, events that's like that. Uh, so it was all fairly close. It's very entertaining. Did you watch any of it, Clark? I watched a little bit and I, you know, was looking up some results here. Um, just the other day to kind of see where things, uh, you know, fell out. And, uh, you know, rodeo is a little bit confusing because NFR um, championships, I think, are doled out based off of money won over the season. But then they also have a ranking, I think they call the average, which is based off of your total score throughout is it the is it the NFR finals or is that final score based off of the season? I think it might be just off of the finals. It's off for the scoring. It's, it's off the NFR. Okay, so I mean, yeah. there is a money line for the season who finished you know first throughout the year for you know money earned, and then there is that average winner mm-hmm. for the NFR. So correct. Can I ask a question real quick before we get too far? Yes. I had a couple of people that actually were you know pretty intrigued with our rodeo stuff. They just didn't know how to look up what we were talking about. Where are you guys finding these results and stuff at? I, myself, I just Google NFR uh, standings finals. Um, It'll be the Wrangler national finals rodeo Mm -hmm. is what the link comes up. They do have their own official website. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a PRCA event, which is um, the pro rodeo Cowboys association. (laughs) I believe that was. So, they have information through that as well. Um, but yeah, the NFR has their own website and everything where you can find that information. Um, they also have, they stay pretty active on Twitter as well. So, okay. Yeah. A cousin that asked me and then a couple other people were like, you know, this rodeo stuff is, seems really interesting. You guys really seem into it. We just don't know how to really follow along if we don't one buy the cowboy channel, like drunken Joey did. Or two, just, uh, just follow them on Twitter or look them up on Google. So they were just wondering what the easiest path is. So Tell them to come it out is... to Deadwood and come to the rodeo with me and we'll have a hell of a time. The days go. of 76 are a great time. That's a fun mm-hmm. rodeo. Oh, and then afterwards, you have so much entertainment in Deadwood. Yep. Yeah, Brian so we... might just take you for endless crab legs. <laughs> hell yeah. You know, the Silverado. Okay, so... So okay, Trent. So I wanted to say, bring that up. I know you've been to Silver Rattle. Uh, Clark, did you ever do the crab legs and prime rib? I've been, yeah, I've been there with you. Did you do Silver? Did we do Silverado? We did. Yeah, yeah, we did. So we went across the street from the days of '76 rodeo to I gosh, I can't remember now. Was it first not first gold, but golden nugget or something like that? The crab legs there are like the size of king crab. They're massive and so meaty. Next time you guys are here, that's where we're going. Okay. Let's do I, it. So, I mean, in case the listeners are wondering, anytime uh, you go to one of these places, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a buffet style. You got your you got your crab. You got your prime rib. I've never seen anybody do what uh, the Varlicks do, and they go and eat nothing but crab legs. Just- yeah, throw on a piece <laughs> of prime. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Wait, why would you eat anything else? Like, like he doesn't even try, like no prime, nothing. It's just prime rib, but crab legs is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I go 50, 50 when I'm there. I can make prime rib at home. I can't make crab legs here. Let's do that yeah. shit. Uh, okay. 
Actually, okay, I think it's gold dust. I have no, yeah, gold dust would be the play or first gold. First gold. There we go. There's too much dang gold in the Black Hills to remember. So, <laughs> but yeah, the, the crab legs there are they're huge, meaty. Oh, they're so good. So next time you guys are here in the Black Hills, that's where we're going. All right. Um. So during that round ten train, I don't know if you were watching during the bullfighting when uh, one of the rodeo um, clowns, you know, the, the one of the fighters. You can't call bullfighter. Can't call them. Uh, well, I mean, they there usually is a clown out there kind of doing the entertainment, yeah. whereas the bullfighters are out there to protect the athletes. Protecting, you know? yeah. But uh Dusty Tuckness, the guy's a legend, a veteran, got his got stepped. Well, was he stepped on? He was to stepped break on his leg. Yeah, the front legs of the bull got him and he, he broke Ooh. both bones in his lower leg, his tib <laughs> so, and his fib down Ooh. there. So it was an open fracture too, from what I read. Yes. So yep. that, that means that that wound is open. You know, he's going to get dirt and debris into that open wound. So big risk of infection. So yeah, was, uh, T's and P is out to dusty tuckness, hoping he has a good recovery from that. I can't remember who was making the ride, but it was kind of cool that, you know, they were protecting the rider from the bull and the bull got the, the bullfighter and the rider saw that and then came over and protected the bullfighter. Yeah, while he was down and couldn't protect himself, so that was kind of cool. Um, so another couple of things from round ten: barrel racing. Jordan Briggs won. Um, so the horse that she rode. So you can ride different horses throughout the week. You don't have to ride the same horse the whole week, but the horse she rode on night ten throughout this whole year, she didn't knock down a single barrel while riding that horse which i thought that was insane wow. that stat was crazy um that's kind of crazy because i think in that final round uh one of the big time barrel riders Haley kinzel i think she knocked down a barrel maybe in that is either nine or night nine or ten i can't remember i was watching her ride but i think it was 10 because it was coming down to the final two and yes uh her her horse is pretty legendary too i think her horse's name is sister but yeah um trying to find yeah barrel racing yeah so Haley kinzel did knock down that barrel and jordan briggs uh she had a clean run uh the uh, did you uh, does it have all the results for that trip yes how did lisa lockhart do lisa lockhart she ended up 12th overall out of 15 Lisa Lockhart, though, earlier in the week, she became the richest barrel racer ever. Uh, I think she went over like $3 million in earnings or something like that. So, yeah, South Dakota girl right there. Yeah, from Ulrich, South Dakota. There was, I was looking through these, there's only 15 competitors in every event at the NFR, but this has the top 20. And uh, you're wrestling the 20th ranked steer wrestler is Eli Lord out of Sturgis, South Dakota, Ryan? My best friend. No, I don't know the guy, but good for him. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler Waggispack, he did win the steer wrestling. Um, I mean, he's probably my favorite steer wrestler just because of that kick-ass last name. Yeah, that's a pretty cool name. Uh, the saddle bronc riding, Stetson Wright won. And then, of course his brother writer got second overall so stetson he, he won but i don't think he won the average for the week yeah he that's where I, that's where my confusion was at yeah he he won he was the world champion saddle bronc rider I, hmm. 
Yeah, and then he, uh, I think it's off the money. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's off the money. He was the big money winner, but I think the average for the week, he he wasn't the winner. Well, he was. Yeah, he came out and he, at the the final ceremony, and he got the gold buckle. Yeah, because that that's, see, that's my confusion, because they yeah. post the average, whereas they award the money. So, like, whenever you're yeah. looking at the results, they have the score winners for the week, but the NFR is kind of the year end event and the real award is for the money with the buckles and stuff. So, yeah. And then he won the, uh, all round cowboy too. So big payday, uh, Pretty that guy over the year, I think he earned over $500,000 in rodeo. Yeah. In just saddle bronc, he won 343,000. And then, uh, let's see bull riding. He won, Three hundred and forty-two thousand, so over seven hundred grand. Yep, not a bad year at all. So, hey, and in case who's a musician that is a world champion bareback rider and number one artist, Chris Ledoux. Okay, got it. <laughs> Come on, uh, man. In case you're wondering, in regards to these events, uh, for those who don't know, um, so like they do, they do these events every night for ten nights straight you know, scores every night that goes into this whole NFR um, competition. And so every night they have a pay night. So everybody's getting paid out every night for that event. So like that first place, he got about $27,000 just off that night. So they're paying that out every night uh, through the top um, six spots, I believe it is. So yeah, yeah. First place gets about 27 grand just for their one ride there. Yep. It's a good payday. All right, well, let's switch gears. We'll hit some esports. I went two and one in NBA 2K22 this weekend. So nice I'm kind of curious when you when you're playing 2K, are you just playing like your own season, or are you playing online competitive? Uh, well, this weekend I played my own, opened some packs, won a few domination games and some triple threat games, just by myself against a computer to play my own career type thing. But then uh, I played my buddy TJ, who lives in Iowa City. Uh, played him and did I 20 pointed him the first game he 20 pointed me the second game and I think I won by six the last game so a little bit of both yep I've played online I've made this known for many games I don't like playing online because I don't like six-year-olds talking shit to me when they're kicking my ass and I don't know how to play defense, it makes me angry. So that's not just for 2K. That's just for a lot of games. I don't like getting <laughs> like shit talked by people that are younger than me. Yeah, don't don't get like getting told to get good noob. Exactly. <laughs> Especially lingo that I don't know. Like I don't know what they're saying. So <laughs> man, I sound like an old curmudgeon right now. But I'll, I'll teach you how to shit talk online. All right, Joey. Thanks, troll, Bry. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, Halo Infinite, it came out here recently, the campaign. I think Ryan has spent a little bit of time in that, have you? Yeah, a little bit. Say, so I, I, I got in, I tried it out myself. It is massive. Like, before there were some levels where you'd get to experience a vehicle for a little bit, you know, go through that big open level, and then you'd move on to the more enclosed type stuff. Uh, kind of my impression of the game is vehicles are a bit more critical for getting around. Uh, there's 
kind of like outpost outpost and uh, bases that you have to go in and take over and retake um, as Master Chief. And then so getting around the map is definitely uh, vehicle intensive unless you just like running across, you know, 10 minutes from one location to the next. Nice. But so I like that aspect of it. I'm on the opposite end of you, Clark. So the the first the first part of it where it's more linear linear, I love that part. I thought it was when you had to escape and everything like that. I thought that was very well done. I'm just tired of open world. It just feels like another Ubisoft game to me. It, it, and and the gameplay is really good. The shooting is really good. The controls are really good. I'm just tired of having to find outposts. Outpost. So there is that option though you can just go to the map and select to go to the next mission you don't have to do all the open world stuff with that game but it still feels kind of like okay you go from point to point in this open world and you fight a big boss and then finish the mission i don't i don't know i i don't know if i'm gonna finish it i i just miss linear action games i guess i don't know everything is just going to open world and i'm an old old i'm an old crow mudge and like uh joe says on this one uh-huh. well throwing it back a few years uh i found myself uh tapping an old vein if you want to go that way uh <laughs> so my younger brother this game was bigger with his generation than it was mine but he's kind of my uh my access to this this little bit of addiction that is minecraft oh yeah so ah. He, he runs a realm, which uh, for those who don't know in the Minecraft world, that's pretty much a private server that he can share with friends. I thought you so, were going to say your brother was Jon Snow or something. And... Uh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so he, he runs this realm with friends and he, you know I'm always invited. So I decided to get in there and yeah, I just, I can't stop playing it right now. That That is my crux. Uh, I just want to go collect materials and build crap. Make it make it look cool. It's crazy how long that the, the game's been out, and there's such still a dedicated so, fan base to it too. It is it is really a downright impressive game. Okay, so they have been. I think it's been out for twenty ish years. If not, it's close to twenty years. Really, I didn't know um, that. So from release, obviously that would have been version one point They're now on one point eighteen. So they've mm. had eighteen large improve like large updates to that game where they're either adding biomes so like uh, you know not snowy mountains or plains or forests but you know different different big updates with creatures materials like all kinds of stuff different game elements um they have their own big like uh event every year they called minecon so um they take a a large poll like it's open to voting where you can vote for well what's the next big update going to be so they'll have presentation uh, show you what those uh, three ideas are for the next big improvement, and people get a vote on it. So I love that they keep uh, their their crowd involved with that. They, they like to keep their gamers uh, making that decision. Yeah, so, like a lot of fan service awesome. with it. Yeah. I love a company that listens to their fans and, and customers and do what they want them to do. That's, that's awesome. Just yep. like Pulse of the Heartland will, if you hit us up on our DMs, on Twitter and Instagram at Heartland Pulse. Just, just with any request, Joey, or what, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, we'll listen. Oh, if okay. you want those feet picks from Bryant, we will give you feet picks from yeah. Bryant. It'll be at a price, though. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I got I got to make money with it somehow, dude. Give that Fulton money. I mean, we'll right. listen, but we might not go through with it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't you don't rule us. <laughs> might just have to box somebody's ears if it's a little too risque. You never know. That's right. All right, and uh, there's little golf going to be played this weekend uh, with Mr. Tiger Woods playing. Ryan, you got anything on that? Tiger is back. Well, he's back riding on a cart. Um, him and his son playing in the PNC this weekend. Uh, pretty excited about that. He is playing in the Pro-Am Friday, which the Golf Channel is actually going to cover because it's freaking Tiger Woods. So um, Christmas... Uh, family Christmas this weekend is going to be me and my brother watching golf. So that's going to be pretty sweet. And huh. then we need to talk about another legend here, John Daly. This guy oh. goes, this guy goes, he goes to, he goes to Trump Doral and just starts chipping some shots. You know, he's just got a beer in his hand, drink in his hand and getting some great chips. Then he orders $446 worth of Taco Bell. I saw that. <laughs> and then he put the picture of the delivery guy on his Instagram holding $500 almost worth of Taco Bell. It's hilarious. Yeah. So that guy's a legend. So we got John Daly doing his thing, just staying. I, I can't wait to see how little John is. I think actually him and little John are playing this weekend too, aren't they? I was just going to ask you if they are. They've played it in the past. I know that. Yeah. I'm that's quite how, positive uh, they are. The would, rapper, would, would Little John? <laughs> no, John Daly's son's name is Little John. Like, Yeah! Well, it's probably not <laughs> Little John, but that's what he goes by, because his name is yes. also John. Okay! There, there are T's in his name, not not L-I-L. It's yeah, Little. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the Tom Think, here, think Robin Hood here, bud. Yeah, yeah. Little John. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, tr I'm still trying to get over the $500 in Taco Bell. You, you can get four burritos and four tacos for like four dollars. Did he buy the store? Yeah, I mean, he, he'd have to bought them all out. Could you imagine would... the diarrhea him and his friends had the oh. next day? I want to know the tip <laughs> that they gave. A like, lot of that Pepto Uber driver had have had a bought after that had have been worthwhile for that Uber Eats driver. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if was, I was delivering to John Daly, I would just like, I don't even need a tip. I just got to meet John Daly. Yeah, I get to witness what's happening in this hotel suite right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd probably so, have yeah, to we, help him eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we got the Dailies in the Woods is golfing this week, and it's going to be pretty sweet. Something I would have never guessed I would say I would have said 10 months ago. Yeah, definitely not. It's pretty miraculous that Tiger's gonna even swing a golf club competitively. You know, I don't I don't know if he'll you know the next time he'll play in a PGA event, but it seems like it's pretty much inevitable at this point. April. All right, well let's hit up some MMA, Joey. Yeah, uh pretty busy week, uh personally for me. So I probably not going to put out a combat sports one. So this might get a little long, but I basically just want to recap. UFC 269, it was one of the best fight cards of the year. I watched it while on the phone with Bryant and our buddy TJ. Yep. Uh, it was pretty damn good. I'm just – overall, the card was very awesome. What are your thoughts, Brian? 
I mean, I think we 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 said it on the pod as well, but like literally, if you're trying to get someone to like get them into MMA and watch it with you, that was the card you needed to show them. I, I and we discussed a little bit as well. Like, I think they had a top fifteen matchup in the early prelims for the you mm-hmm. know for the fans that had the fight pass, the free prelims on ESPN. I think there's multiple top ten, or there's one top ten matchup and another top fifteen, and yep. I mean all those fights are going to be great, and then that might have been one of the best main cards I've seen in quite a while as well. Yeah, it was it was just so good. Um, so based on our picks for the week, I went three and three, and Bryant went four and two. That was relying on one of the biggest upsets in <laughs> MMA history. I'll get to that in a second. I, the, I just felt my bones, Joey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe on the podcast you told me I'm giving you this free one, and I took it, and <laughs> I ran with it because I didn't think Noons was going to lose. She yeah. was uh, – so she was a plus 900 favorite, uh, closed at plus 1,100, which ended yeah. up being the second biggest in UFC history. Uh, anyway, I'll start at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the card where it starts. Uh, the, the first ranked matchup they had was Dominic Cruz versus Pedro Munoz. Uh, Munoz came out guns a blazing. Cruz got rocked twice, and I thought the fight should have mm-hmm. been stopped both times. And he came back and won, and it was fucking amazing. It was a great ass fight. And and that was one of the free ones too. I mean, yep, that, one that, of the free ones. That that was absolutely like. I guess that that's what I just love about UFC because it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when you're watching lower level football and basketball, you're not going to see, I mean, every one of these people is vying for the top spot. All of them want to be, you know, the, the champ champ with the double belt and everything, you, you know, so you're, you're getting the all of every one of these people. And yep. it, it, I mean, like you said, I mean, that I had Munoz and like you said, he rocked Cruz twice and I'm like, mm-hmm. easy peasy. And then it just flips it immediately around and he wins it by the decision coming back. And just so all the people know that I am a degenerate, I uh, had two parlays going and that was the first for both my parlays. And mm-hmm. uh, I was on the ropes to being out of my parlays very first fight. So Good job that Cruz won. The next fight I want to talk about, uh, Augusto Sakai versus Tai Tuivasa. Both big heavyweights, big, big dudes. I called it on the podcast. Huge knockout. Yeah. Fuck. And then the sneaker drinker himself, Tai Tuivasa, wins via KO in the second round. So th- that's worth him winning just to see that. Who the hell drinks out of a shoe every freaking time? Did you guys what? celebrate with shoeies? We did not. I, I tried to with my Crocs, but it didn't quite work. At all. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck, everyone in the goddamn stands was doing it, which is awesome. I, I've been to two or three UFC events now, and anytime you get the crowd into it, because it's pretty quiet in there while the fights are going on. But when there's a big knockout or something and people celebrate, man, it just it erupts in those places. And mm-hmm. that's one of those I times say- I'm sure it did. I don't watch a lot of MMA, but I know who Shui Vasa is. I've seen seen a couple of his fights, and Mm -hmm. I I will say he's probably my favorite fighter. Hell yeah, man. I'm I'm down with it. He throws bombs. The dude throws bombs, and he takes bombs. I mean, it's all, you know, all in good fun with him. Now, Joey, Joey, you're the expert. I mean, 
dude, does that guy wear those shoes all day? Or if it was me I and I had the <laughs> shoey thing going on, I would specifically say you're putting on a fresh pair of socks and you're literally only walking from this dressing room with me to the front row and you're not you're not doing anything, tapping your toes, any extra sweat in there. I, I couldn't do it, a guy wearing those damn shoes all day and disgusting foot odor and everything from it. So the first shoe that he got came from the crowd from oh. a 170 uh contender that bought those shoes just in case there was a shoey and uh yeah I, I they were new to start the night but i don't think they were new at the time if you get my drift i don't think you grow up doing shoeys on brand new shoes nah, yeah. nah, i don't think so either but uh just run down the card real quick uh sean o'malley was the unranked champ going into this and i say that because that was self-proclaimed Dude put on another show. He won knockout of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a knockout in the first round. Looked really good. Uh, I think he, first of all, needs to be ranked, and second, needs to move up in the rankings pretty quick. Is there anyone you want to see him fight next? Man, I don't know. I'd have to do some more research on that. I, I just, I know he needs a top contender, so give him someone in the top five because he just puts his money where his mouth is he's moving up just like connor did back in the day and he's less arrogant with it just more confident if that makes any more sense yeah maybe he needs to get that arrogance to get those fights keep talking the talk you know i mean he's letting the fans pick his hairstyle and stuff already so let him do that that's fine but uh next fight was kai kara france beating cody garbrandt garbrandt went down in weight kind of gassed at the end Mm-hmm. Didn't look, you know, super good at the end. Jeff Neal beats uh, Santiago Pons and Nebo. Uh, very good fight. Leg kicks galore. Um, Jeff Neal, he, he wins a close one in that. Joey, have you ever seen? Because that was one thing I wanted to bring up with this Neal Pons fight. Have you ever seen the judges judge it so differently? The- no, it it was completely crazy how split the decision was actually. Yeah, I mean, one had, and for those, just for the technical stuff, one had Pons winning 29-28, then one mm-hmm. had um, Neil winning 30-27, and then the other had Neil 29-28. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, or, uh, yeah, 29-28. I mean, yep. that, that's just three completely different scores, not one complete winner, and one of them was unanimous that the other guy just won every round. Yeah, and see, I think the only reason that Pons won a single round is because he got that takedown in the second yeah. So that would be the only reason that I think round. But otherwise, I think it should have been Neil winning all three by all three judges just based on the leg kicks and damage he did to Pons. Yeah. So. Uh, and then upset of the night, my goat, my favorite fighter in a long ass time. She's been my number one since day one. Not really, but mm-hmm. she's she's been there forever. Uh, Amanda Nunes loses one of her belts to Juliana Pena. And like I said earlier, biggest, definitely biggest upset in UFC women's history. You could argue in UFC history. Uh, I would still say Matt Sarah beating George St. Pierre back in the day is probably my number one still. But holy fuck. Man, uh, I'll let Brian talk on this first because this was just astounding to me. Yeah, I would say Joy Joy can obviously get more into the nuances and more in depth, but I mean that would be and again, I, I think some people unfortunately are thinking, oh, the, you know, it's a it's a women's fight or they, 
you, you know, is it Foxy boxing and stuff like that? That was literally that second round might have been the hardest back and forth I've ever seen two fighters go at each other. They mm-hmm. were literally like punching each other at the same time and matching the intensity. And that might be the first time I've ever seen Nunes actually, I don't know if intimidated, scared, however you want to look at it, but usually she's pretty determined in her look. And after Pena just kept matching, it was about 90 seconds straight of, of, you know, one hits a jab, jab, you know, immediately counters it and just back and forth until she finally knocked her. And then obviously with that submission, she must have either had the wind knocked out of her or something could have happened because I I don't know what you saw, Joey, but there was like, that might have been the shortest, you know, choke out and then submission tap out that I've seen in, in, in quite a while. Right. And then, I mean, to touch on that before I move on and forget to touch on it, uh-huh. uh, Pena has been interviewed since and someone asked her, like, do you think Nunes just gave up, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I, when we went to the ground, my elbow was so far under her neck. If she would have given up, I would have snapped her head off. Like she, she tapped for a reason. It was that deep. Mm-hmm. And noon said the same thing. She's like, I gave her my back and I shouldn't have put my chin up. Like I did. Um, I think noons, as you could tell after the first round, she was, you know, things were going her way. Everything mm-hmm. was moving in the right direction. And then she put her hands down and let Pena punch her a few times. And I think she actually kind of rocked her. And then noons didn't know where she was for a while. And then everything just happened. And that second round was just amazing but Nunes just couldn't recover enough. And I don't think that she realized where Pena was when she gave her her back. And then that's when she fell on her face mm-hmm. and, you know, everything just went lights out from there. I, I mean, honestly, I, I think she did go out, but uh, she says she didn't, but yeah. whatever that's, you know, I'm not in there. So I, I think you're underscoring with the, with the few punches counter, man, like that, that was seriously, I'm just watching. It was, it was one of those, like, put up your damn arm. Someone block something. Cause it was hey. like, Face punch after face punch. Yeah. The only person that can keep their hands down like that is Anderson Silva. And that was, you know, a decade ago. Yeah. No one can do that anymore. And that's how he got caught too. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Exactly. And then the main event of the evening, uh, Charles Oliveira beat my boy Dustin Poirier um, in the third round via submission. I figured it was going to come down to a submission if Oliveira won because I knew Poirier wasn't going to lose the standing. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just a good fight all around. I, I, I think that second round was pretty boring. It was mostly all Oliveira. But yeah. that first round might have been the round of the year. Holy shit. We had two back-to-back amazing rounds. That That's exactly what I was going to say as well. And, and I had to make some notes because I was having a – I started the evening with what apparently is called a natty daddy, which is a – super tall boy of natty light 25 ounces so i had mm-hmm. to make sure i remembered all that was going on but that was the that was the first thing i wrote was holy shit round one i mean that right. that was another one you're like how do you top round round two of the of the noons fight and then fucking round immediate the, the next round was just an amazing just a lot of offense in out in that round right it was just so good um yeah Oliveira ends up winning in a submission in the third round and i I don't know who Oliveira gets next. A lot of rumors and rumblings about Connor. Mm-hmm. I don't. He he's lost back to back fights to Poirier, so it would just be a money fight at that point. And, well, and that's about all of Connor's fights. Didn't you say he's only won one fight since 2018? Mm-hmm. Right. 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 I mean, give me Gaethje Poirier. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. That'd be a better fight for me, but. Yeah, Honestly, whatever, that that so. might have been. And speaking of Connor, we can kind of bring it in. 
you know, I can't remember what which fight it was, if it was Poirier or uh, I think it was Cowboy, but when he was using throwing his shoulder up and in, up into his face and he was using that as kind of like a new offense there. Right. That just reminded me of that of the second round there when I think it was Oliveira was just throwing his elbow. I've never seen anyone that wasn't covering their face like that. And that was some oh, right. of the nastiest elbows to the side of the face. And then he would kind of block that. And then even to the freaking neck. I, I mean, I can't even imagine a grown mm-hmm. man throwing his elbow as hard as he could into your neck. And you don't immediately block that or just tap out and be out. You know, say I'm done. I, <laughs> I guess I'm a right. big pussy. But I mean, I, I, that's what I was just watching the whole time. It's like, holy shit, dude, cover your face. And then, of course, then he was hitting him in his ribs. And it was... It it was a brutal second second round there. Well, but and the thing with Poirier though and Oliveira is you can't try and cover yourself because Oliveira is going to throw something and do a submission, which yep. he ended up doing. So, but uh, anyway, yeah, good fight card. Um, I don't mean to cut the other three of you guys out. Did any of you watch it or watch highlights or anything? I didn't see any of it. Okay. <clears throat> no, I didn't either. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, it was a great fight card. Um, not a lot else happened in combat sports this week. There is another UFC coming up this week with Derek Lewis. Another card that if you have friends that want to get into MMA and want to watch fights and stuff, uh, Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, he is mm-hmm. nothing but entertainment. Very good. And there's also uh, two more ranked fights. Below that, uh, Stephen Thompson fights Bilal Muhammad, and Amanda Lemos fights Angela Hill. Very good fight card. That's on this Saturday. And don't forget the big-ass Triller card this weekend, which I did find out you can order via Showtime. Uh, You got Jake Paul with a rematch against Tyron Woodley with Mm -hmm. a knockout clause this time. So that's pretty damn cool. And then uh, in the co-main, who do we got, Bri? Uh, well, Frank Gore, uh, who, who, who's he fighting? I can't remember who. Yeah. Darren Williams, That's the, the former NBA, uh, not MVP, but uh, multi-time all-star. So, is the now for the for the card they the two uh, obviously two six nine was this weekend. This card with Derek mm-hmm. Lewis. If the people are trying to get into it, where can they watch it, Joey? So this one, I believe, is just going to be on ESPN two. It's a fight night. Um, if it's not on ESPN two, it's on ESPN plus, and it's free, right? Uh, if you have ESPN Plus, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yep. That's all I got for combat sports this week, guys. All right. Well, let's really switch gears here on the fun cast. And uh, it's Christmas. So we all got Christmas trees up. Let's have a little debate. What's better, real or fake Christmas trees? I have a feeling there's going to be some strong opinions here. I'll, I'll start since I brought this topic up. Um, I'm lazy myself, so I like the idea of fake Christmas trees. That's what I always had growing up. Um, my I married my uh, wife. She, uh, her, and her family always did real trees. So every December they go out, cut their own Christmas trees down in the Black Hills, and then do all that. Like um, Griswolds. So yeah. Right. No, Clark W. Griswold did not cut his tree down. He dug it out yeah. of the ground <laughs> roots and all yeah. yeah we don't quite go that severe um so yeah every december we'll now starting since i married her last year um we'll be going out cutting a cutting a christmas tree down and bringing it to the house and getting it all set up much more work than the fake christmas tree but 
you know, I, I love the fact how much she loves it. So we'll keep doing that. But I do like the convenience of a fake Christmas tree. I mean, does, does it make your house smell better? I guess I don't, I don't know if I've ever dealt with a real Christmas tree. So here's my concern. I have terrible allergies and asthma, and it hasn't affected me too much, actually. It's actually it hasn't been a problem. Uh, I don't really notice the smell too much. There's a little bit when you're around it, but as far as the house itself, you don't notice it. I guess, I guess anyone else really uh, pro Realtree, Joey? Is there any, besides me, is there anybody that has the ability to go out and cut down a pine tree? Because I know Eastern South Dakota and Kansas doesn't have too many of those. It's a little well, sparse here. I mean, there's <laughs> tree farms. I'll you can go cut one down. <laughs> So actually I grew up in a family that also would go out and cut their own tree every year. And I mean, I came from a big family, lots of memories are made. And actually the one that sticks out the most is uh, the family was all preparing to go out and get that tree on a Saturday morning. And me and my older brother had been fighting and he decided to go get his BB gun and shoot me. So <laughs> that that's how we started that day off. So, you know, great memories have been made doing the old Christmas tree hunt. Those classic Christmas memories of getting shot by a BB gun. That's know? right. <laughs> Was it a Red Rider BB gun? Yeah. You shoot your eye out? <laughs> he didn't shoot my eye out. He, uh, he caught me in the leg, but, uh, I'm pretty sure I squealed like a pig, and he he got chastised and punished. So <laughs> nice. So I am pro fake Christmas tree, uh, pre lit in everything. I just put it up, plug that in, ready to roll. Uh, but as a couple of you will know here next year, um, the ornaments only go on the top, roughly. Th- three to four feet because the bottom oh. three feet no ornaments because the uh no. the kid i have a two-year-old um she already broke a couple this year so they all got put up high <laughs> so we'll have about a what about a six month old eight month old next seven month old what, somewhere, six somewhere somewhere between six and eight months like eight months yeah they'll, they'll be getting mobile enough to yeah, we have to watch for that huh yeah i'm gonna so... put them i'm gonna put them all on that bottom row <laughs> just just so they can play with them just be a real yeah. thing, huh? i don't want to have to entertain the little one i'm just gonna have one i mean i got some pretty sweet ornaments like darth vader hanging on my tree so so piece of advice my brother and sister-in-law did this when they had Maisie, and for some reason they went away with way with it with the boys but uh her first year she was all into you know picking things up and moving shit around they got a Velcro tree that you could move the ornaments around um, and just put it on their wall and like did the whole skirt underneath it and stuff, put the presents there. So that way they hung their ornaments on like the uh, garland or whatever that they hung up on their TV stand and stuff. And like all the ones that were really meaningful and, and things, but they, you know, that way she could still play with the ornaments and not break anything. Uh, only bad part is if you have dogs, they will kind of eat them. Um, I'm sure Tank ate his fair share, and I'm sure Tig did too. So, uh, yeah, just point of advice for next year if you uh, are interested in that, they just hung theirs on the wall and let her just go to town moving the ornaments around. Hmm. So, uh, speaking of dogs and messing with things, so 
I, I have a large, uh, long haired, like part lab, part flat hair retriever dog. And I mean, so we got some stockings in the house. They're just hanging on, uh, the banister next to the stairs. And last year we had a stocking for him. We put a milk bone, like a little treat in that stocking. When we put up decorations, mm. never, never found it, never noticed it until like Christmas day, we went over, took it out, gave it to him. And so we did the same thing again this year, put that milk bone oh, in the stocking. He hadn't noticed it until today. <laughs> My wife was messing with the lights or something over in the area. So he was over there with her, found the treat. Now, mm. every time he goes in the living room, he has checked the freaking stockings for a freaking treat. <laughs> yeah, just I just saw Brittany's Instagram story. It yeah. was Nate nosing through the stockings. <laughs> yep. It's hilarious. Yeah. Dude, that's a big dog. If no one else, follow, follow Clark on Instagram because uh, his wife puts up some pretty hilarious stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good old Nate. Mm-hmm. It's funny yeah. that uh, my dog and who is a like ten pound Chihuahua and Nate, who's like a hundred pound giant, were best friends when we lived down there. Hmm. Oh yeah, good buddies. Yep. Have Have you guys heard anything while we're talking on Christmas trees, real quick, about hanging it upside down? So a lot of people do that. I didn't. What? Yeah, I guess I really didn't it. notice that until this year. But it's all what? over TikTok and Instagram so, reels and shit. What is what the purpose? What kind of crack houses are these people living in? I don't know. England. So, what's the purpose? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Freeze up additional floor space to hold extra stock of uh, uh, to hold extra stock of decorations or an additional holiday display. I'm trying. Huh. I was reading an article because yeah, I'd been seeing TikTok on it too, and I was like, because like you said, that's a hell of a lot of work to just you know get a little bit more space in your in your house but mm-hmm. i guess now, I'm curious, doing. how does a real tree survive upside down is that possible because i know you have to keep those watered i don't know you, think you get a i guess watering can sprayed from the top i, I have no clue <laughs> <laughs> you spritz it and baste it like you do your meat that's yeah. on the smoker <laughs> Uh, don't don't ask me how to take care of a real tree. I I, I already killed yeah. my Dollar General fifteen dollar tree in two days. It doesn't <laughs> light up. <laughs> real trees were forbidden in my house growing up, and they're still forbidden now. Uh, I don't want a fire. I don't want anything yes. like that. That so. my dad was a firefighter for like thirty years, so mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't have a real tree. Trent would <laughs> rather mom- have. Trent would rather have a tree with questionable electrical wiring strung throughout it already before he plugs it in. Yeah, but that's my more mom... safe than the questionable strung through wiring on a dry, dead tree that will burn in 30 <laughs> seconds. Yep. My mom would unplug coffee pots and microwaves and TVs as we were leaving the house just, just in case. So, yeah, we never had a real tree. Uh, my tree now is fake, pre-lit, and it's black. Um, I wanted to do a Hawkeye theme, but you can't find Hawkeye yellow anywhere. Isn't that yellow? So, yeah, still can't find it. You find me yellow ornaments, I will buy them. There aren't fifty dollars for one. Is gold not close enough? No, no, that'd be Mizzou colors. I don't want that shit. Uh, I want yellow. (laughs) I mean, I figured the uh, Hawkeye tree topper would be enough to give it away, but whatever. The the song Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow was made for a reason. 
the, the Steelers. You're right. Iowa. Uh, oh, you're no, trying to steal that off. just like the uniforms of the Steelers as well. Jeez Louise. Hey, he sang it at Iowa City and said this was for the University of Iowa. So I'm going to hold him to that. <laughs> he definitely didn't say that. Joey, that, that's like when I went to a Drake concert in Des Moines and he tried to, he tried to tell a stadium of, of who cares, 20,000 people that he's like, me and the boys – we we're trying to figure out who would be the best uh, crowd all year. And he's like, did we say L.A.? No. Did we say Toronto where he's from? No. I said Des Moines, Iowa. And everyone ate that shit up acting like he, he, him and his homies were going, you know what? I bet you Des Moines, Iowa is going to be the littest party out there. Hell no. Yeah, but Wiz Khalifa doesn't change teams every championship like Drake does. I don't know, man. I, I I just have a hard time believing it. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I do too. But yeah, give me that fantasy. We're, that we're, like, we're in the uh, season of believing, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. It was like a few years back. We went to an Eric Church concert, and I've been to a few of them. I I love Eric Church, but the Chief. It was, it was yeah. It was in Sioux Falls, and it was the first week of his tour, and he went to Fargo, Sioux Falls, and I think Lincoln. And said the exact same thing. I was trying to figure out where we could launch this tour at with the best cities, and I choose Fargo, Sioux Falls, and Lincoln. And it's like, yeah, that is not yeah. the best <laughs> trifecta of uh, cities to launch your tour in. He yeah. should have done Des Moines instead of Lincoln. Then it would have been. <laughs> I don't know if I quite believe you, Derek. All right, boys. Derek. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Derek. Good old Derek Church. It's like the, uh, is that, that's like the uh, off Walmart brand version. Yes, Derek Church. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, let's wrap this up. We'll put a bow on it, I guess, since we're talking about uh, Christmas here. Um, again, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, thanks for listening to prior podcasts. Uh, let us know how we're doing, and you can get a hold of us on the socials. Joey, what are those socials? Twitter and Instagram at Heartland Pulse. Hit us up on those. Uh, Facebook and YouTube. Just search Pulse of the Heartland. You'll find us there. Uh, videos, pictures galore. Get in those DMs. Get on that bowl pool. Uh, we'll tweet that out. We'll send that out. Heartland One Capital H is the password on that. Again, follow us and listen to us on all of your normal podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Google. And if you need it or want to send your friends it, let us know. We'll send them the anchor link also. Yeah. And and if you haven't like like and review it if you if you don't mind, you know, if we obviously we'd love the five stars, but if you can give us a you know honest review, hell text us or you know, put it on there, you know, we we'd enjoy some feedback and engagement on that to see kind of like we've always said, what do you like, what do you not like? You, you know, no offense, show us some love. <laughs> yep. Let us know what your favorite Derek Church song is. Too, yeah. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Appreciate Thanks, everybody. It.